what's your hot drink of choice? Asking because, as you might be able to tell, I still have this relentless cold and I've been pounding the Vinti Honey Citrus Mint Teas from Starbucks. But alas, the longest season, turns out, is cold season. Today, by the way, is Friday, February 21st, and I'm all out of Lysol wipes. And I'm just real thankful that I can do this job in isolation, but still feel like I'm among friends. Hi and hello. You have found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. I won't try to sell you an e-course and this isn't a TED talk. Think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams and today by the way is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I know you have a lot on your to-do list so thank you for letting me come alongside you as you get stuff done. I am so glad you're here. The first time I took a Myers-Briggs test must have been around my freshman year of college. I'm an ENFP, by the way. But more than that, reading the book, Please Understand Me Too, was there even a first one? (laughs) Made me realize that not everyone thinks like me. Before that, I just assumed that most people thought alike. So my frustrations with others were largely boiled down to, why would you do that? Or why would you think I meant that? It seems like such a simple thing to realize that others think differently than you, but it didn't even dawn on me before taking that test. So since then, I have loved learning how others think or what makes other people tick. If there's something that we're really, really different on, I'm way into it. I want to know more. So that's why this viral tweet has stuck with me for so many weeks since reading it. And actually, Kyle Plant Emoji, that's his Twitter name, was kind enough to read us his original tweet. Fun fact, some people have an internal narrative and some don't. As in, some people's thoughts are like sentences that they hear. And some people just have abstract, non-verbal thoughts and have to consciously verbalize them. And most people aren't aware of the other type of person. Thank you, Kyle. Y'all go follow him on Instagram and Twitter and back him on Patreon. His content is incredibly witty and delightfully absurd. So as you can imagine, like a lot of his tweets, this one went viral and got people talking. In fact, I watched a YouTube video about this tweet and that video had over 2.2 million views. And then It's like Inception. I watched a Facebook video about that YouTube video about that tweet. And that Facebook video has half a million plays already. So people are bananas about this concept. To prove it, yesterday I posted Kyle's tweet on my Instagram just to see. And the response is, wow, it was a wild ride. I have never received the mind-blown emojis so much. The result? Of the people following my personal Instagram at Indiana Adams and or the show's Instagram at Today By The Way, 87% of people said that they have an internal narrator going at all times, whereas 13% of people said they do not. A couple of Today By The Way friends were kind enough to share what's going on in their heads. Hi, this is Mindy from Vermont, and my inner monologue and the way that I talk to myself in my head is basically exactly how I would speak if I was having a conversation with a friend or somebody and I usually do it because I'm a stay-at-home mom and I literally have no one around me but small children all day so I'm longing for that conversation (laughs) so if I'm not 
spewing my stuff on Instagram stories or chatting on the phone with a friend, I am talking to myself about what I would be talking about with a friend. Oh, wow, this sounds real sad. (laughs) But now I'm kind of thinking maybe I'm not crazy and maybe this is normal. Um, I also feel like people that don't have an inner monologue, this could be exactly why people have such a hard time communicating with each other because people's brains work so incredibly differently. Hi, this is Rachel from Oklahoma. I was thinking about your question and as an Enneagram 3, I have a very, very strong inner monologue that is telling me lists of things to do the next step in my day all the time. It is a voice telling me what I should do at every minute of every day. Um, And the positive of that is I get crap done because there's always the next thing in my head. The negative of that is that it is hard to be present in conversations with people because the inner monologue is always talking about what I should say next, what I should suggest to them, how I should end this conversation to move on to something else. And so in that case, it is a little bit of a negative, but um, overall, I like it about myself. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. And then a lot of people shared on Instagram what their inner monologue is all about. Erin Rosales shared, Sometimes it's like writing a book and narrating what's happening, but not very consciously, either in first or third person. Amanda slash a blueberry live shared, it's kind of like having a friend in your head, like it's talking to me and I'm responding. Me? Well, I purposely did not show my hand. I wanted the result to be true and not influenced by me. I will say that I was surprised by the result. I thought it would be closer to 50-50. I thought this because I have no internal monologue at all, which for me, that just means I don't speak to myself in my head in full sentences or even in complete thoughts. I have to type or write or say something, and that's when I can get to a thought that's in the form of a sentence. I don't have a narrator in my head. I have what I'd say is closer to feelings or or maybe one word or the vague idea of a word, like a, like a concept. I mean, I'm capable of thinking a sentence if I tell myself to think a sentence, but I don't just naturally have those occurring. Behind the scenes, what you don't see here at today, by the way, is that every word I'm saying, I previously typed out and said out loud, but quietly like at this level. And while recording, I'm simply reading the thing that I've previously typed out. So what's in front of me right now is a verbatim transcript of my thoughts. Essentially, I've made a script, not because I need a script, but more so because this is how I access complete sentences by writing them. So before I read Kyle's tweet, when people would talk about their inner critic or rehearsing conversations, I would simply shrug it off because I don't have that. I don't do that. I thought it meant that I just didn't have a good filter. I think it makes me come across impulsive because I don't talk myself out of something. And if I'm fired up about something and I'm talking about it, I'm likely just verbally processing it on the fly and haven't fully flushed out what I'm saying. So I've just learned that I don't have to verbally process in a conversation. I can choose instead to ask more questions or to just offer tidbits. 
I've been accused of going off the deep end or seeming to be very passionate about something that I don't really care about because I often am just verbally processing. If you've ever gotten an email from me where I'm miffed or in the position where I have to defend something I've said or done or if I think my character has been unfairly attacked, that email will be 100 pages long if you had to print it. Because I've had to process all my thoughts and justifications and feelings while, while typing it out. And so when I go to edit it to get it to be concise, I can't. Because I'm like, these are all my thoughts. And in this form, they're clear and they're in sentences. Whereas if I just left it in my head and I had to relay that, it'd be more like, ugh, and why, and no, <laughs> And that's it. No real comprehensible sentences, if, if that makes sense to you. I just find this so interesting because when I read all the responses to my Instagram question of what's it like having an inner monologue, I think based on that, head voices can be divided into two main categories, a narrator and a friend. The first is simply a narrator. The podcast Roderick on the Line in episode 370 gives a great example of this. They liken it to that quiet television commentator during a golf match, but my cursory research says this commentary can be observant, like Captain Obvious, or it can be more like a very inquisitive child always asking questions. An example of the somewhat neutral commentator would be, right now I'm feeling thirsty, so I should get up to get a glass of water, but this bed is so comfortable that I don't want to get up. An example of the inquisitive child would be, did I get enough sleep last night and that's why I don't want to get up? Why am I so thirsty? If I drink the water, will I have to pee? Is the water worth it? Am I actually even thirsty at all? And the second voice is more like a friend in your head. But keep in mind that that friend can be a cheerleader, like my friend and business partner Katie has, or it can be a toxic friend. And that friend can at any given moment switch between the two. So an example of the toxic voice is, oh, why did I just say that? I'm such an idiot. I should just stay home and not talk to anyone. I'm never going out again. But an example of the cheerleader voice would be, that's a great idea. You've got this. Aren't you glad you read that book? It served you so well here. Well done, you. But in my instance, because I don't have an inner monologue, it's more like I think about the concept of being thirsty and then I just get up and go get some water without talking about it in my head. And then for the friend voice, it's more like I just think something quick, like, ugh, yikes, or yay, and that's it. No, no sentences. Since most people say they have an inner monologue or narration, I opened up the floor to anyone who had a question for a person with no inner monologue. And here's what I got. Flower Parts on Instagram wants to know, I thought everyone had one. How do people know what to do without discussing it first? And by that, I mean discussing it first with yourself. Hey, I maintain even if you discuss it with yourself, you don't actually know what to do based on that discussion, do you? You just feel better because you took the time to think about it and you had a conversation about it with yourself and landed on some kind of conclusion based on either past experience or feeling. I just skip that step of talking in my head to myself. I still make choices based on past experience or feeling. I still have memories. I can recall experiences. I just don't have sentences around it or back and forth between myself. Vibrina wanted to know, 
I have an inner monologue and really need to know if those without are lucky enough to not have issues sleeping because of constantly running thoughts sent to you at 4 a.m. when I've been unable to sleep for an hour and a half. Well, friend, as you might know, I don't sleep well. I have trouble falling asleep, so I read something that I would classify as unstimulating on my phone until I drop off from boredom usually. The reason why I can't sleep is because it's too quiet. Mandy G14 wants to know, what does your brain do with all that free time? I just don't understand. I don't know. I don't think I have a lot of free time in my brain. My brain isn't empty. It's full of feelings and general concepts about upcoming things. I will say, and this is something that I identified with in the YouTube video that I've linked in the show notes, I will say that I don't daydream. I fill my silences with podcasts or music. And when I'm reading, I prefer nonfiction to fiction. And when I'm praying, I prefer to pray out loud quietly or to type my prayers. Here's a very specific example. I asked Chris how many drafts he had in his Gmail, and he said less than 20. I looked at mine, and I have 154, because I'll open up an email and then type to get at the sentence that I need to express a thought, and then I will close the Gmail. These are not important thoughts, like thoughts I want to return to. Those kind of thoughts go in my Notes app or my Evernote app, the Evernote if I think I'm going to go back and journal about it some more. These are just simple thoughts that I could not articulate or get at until I typed it. Here, I just, I just pulled one up at random, and it says, went to college two decades ago, but I'm still paying student loans. That's it. I couldn't get this thought out in sentence form until I typed it. I probably had the vague idea in my head about it, but I just couldn't nab the words. I've been using my Gmail for this for years. I remember working at Texas Style Council once, and my friend Nicole looked over at my laptop, and she was like, your drafts, there's so many drafts that gives me so much anxiety. I'm like, oh, I'm never going to send these to anyone. These, these are just for me. I mean, they're mostly all just like one or two sentences. Okay, lastly, my favorite question that was submitted was this one only because I think it's a question we can all ask anyone regardless of this. And that question came from A Beautiful Day One. She asked, how can we best support their specific needs when it comes to expressing ideas? Gosh, the world would be a beautiful place if we could all just stop and ask each other this, wouldn't it? And then, and then really take to heart the answer. I am putting this question in my back pocket to ask others this when they are sharing hard stuff or just big stuff. But for me, I would say don't send me a way to ponder something. Like I'm never going to just go elsewhere for a set amount of time to sit and think about something. I may have to type it out to get to my thoughts, to come to a place that can be verbalized, but I may just need to say, hey, I'm going to talk a blue streak. I may say some things that I don't actually believe, but if you can be a safe space for me to verbally process this, then let's go. Let's do it. Honestly, I think that's why I love the medium of solo podcasting so much. It requires me at least the way I do it, to be more mindful of my communication. I have to type out what I want to say, and then I get to rehearse it and revise it and then actually say it. In an interview format, I could go off the rails at any moment. Like I could go on a crazy tangent and then be totally unable to return or say something really offensive and inappropriate and just 
ugh, just make the whole conversation a train wreck. Thankfully, I've always had the option of editing. But you know what? Honestly, I would love to have an inner monologue. I sometimes feel like my life is a movie in that I feel like the things that happen to me are just too funny or too poignant or too ironic for real life. But I'd love to know what it's like to have a movie narrator voice in my head. We have to continue this conversation on Instagram. If you have an inner monologue, I need to know what it's like. And if you don't, people with an inner monologue, they have so many questions. I will post some of those questions on Instagram. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the largest online counseling platform worldwide. My marriage has greatly benefited from receiving help from professional counselors, and I've recently decided to start talking to someone at BetterHelp to help me process my emotional well-being. I've been meaning to get into counseling for a while now, but you know, it's hard as a mom to make time for that. That's what drew me to BetterHelp. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. It's secure and private, and there are 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists all across all 50 United States who specialize in nearly every area you might need, including postpartum issues like trauma or depression or anxiety. After filling out a questionnaire to help match you with a counselor you'll love, communication starts within 24 hours. And if you aren't happy with your counselor, you can switch free of charge at any time. I just had my first video counseling session on Wednesday morning, and I've already scheduled my second one because I'm eager to finally be able to talk to a professional about my mental health. BetterHelp is convenient, but it's also affordable, and financial aid is available for those who qualify. Today, by the way, listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code INDIANA, so why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com INDIANA. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and match you with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash Indiana. I did not expect to go long on this one, but we are going long. For today's Good Time Good Deal segment, I need to know, how do you feel about Frosties from Wendy's? I maintain that if you get fries from Wendy's, a Frosty is a must-have for dipping. Do not knock it if you have not tried it. You know that salty and sweet is a killer combination. Well, right now, Wendy's has their Frosty Key Tags available for a one-time charge of $2. You will get a free Junior Frosty dessert with every Wendy's purchase in 2020 when you have this special key tag. It will work every day up until December 31st, 2020. What makes these even sweeter is that 85% of every Frosty Key Tag sold will benefit the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, an organization dedicated to increasing the number of foster care adoptions, which is a cause our family cares deeply about. You can nab a keychain, or four, like I did, at tbtw.in slash frosty, or check the link in the show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. All this talk about inner monologues and external processing, I think, is going to give us so much to talk about this week on the Today By The Way Instagram feed. But another really great discussion was two weeks ago when I randomly asked, what's the weirdest food combo that you love? 81 comments. I saw some not weird things like, come on, chips on your sandwich, which is not weird, or, you know, fries in your Frosty. But I also saw some things that I'm like, okay, you do you. (laughs) If you read that someone likes cottage cheese with pork and beans or a grilled cheese with peanut butter, 
and was kind of grossed out. I would have been with you had I never met my best friend, Brooke. That was her dropping some weirdo combos in the comments. But when we lived together, I ate both of those because I'm a very curious person and a very lazy cook. And they were both delicious. So your challenge this week is to try a weird food combination. One that you've never tried before. Maybe even one that makes your booty pucker in disgust. Try it. Cottage cheese and baked beans looks like vomit, but I kid you not, it is so good. Share your combos with our community by tagging your photos or your stories with the hashtag TBTWChallenge. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Okay, friend, that's it for today. Do I need to change the tagline of this podcast if I'm going to go over 15 minutes? Okay, we had our minds blown by learning that some people have inner monologues, whereas others do not. I got to spotlight BetterHelp, the largest online counseling platform worldwide, where you can get 10% off your first month of counseling by using betterhelp.com slash Indiana. I just started using them myself this week. I shared how a $2 spin can get you free Frosties from Wendy's for the rest of the year and help children in foster care. And our new TBTW challenge is to try a weird food combo. Fries and Frosty can count, I guess, but that's totally not weird. I've linked so many things about inner monologues in the show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. And if you get our Wednesday's emails, the listener survey is actually going out today, a day later than I had planned. Honestly, if I had an inner monologue, I'm convinced that I'd have a running to-do list and I wouldn't forget things like this. Instead, I have a paper to-do list and the moment I write something on it, I forget about it. And if I lose that list, well, that list never existed to me. (laughs) Tell me you inner monologue people do not have this problem. Hey, are you having fun here? I'm having so much fun here. Thank you for creating this show with me. Thank you for putting up with my froggy voice. Will this cold ever relent? Thank you for letting me go over sometimes. And thank you for choosing to spend part of your day with me. Today is a new day. And friend, I am cheering you on. 